Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and across from me, as always, is my better-looking cousin, Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you? Excellent. How are you? Excellent as well. Thank you. Uh, Adam, we're not going to fool around today to start this thing off because we have with us the golden pipes you hear in the background. Mm-hmm. Our very own Bengals insider, family, friend, handsome man, <laughs> writer for LockedOnBangles.com, Mr. Andre Edwards. Andre, how are you today? I'm fantastic, fellas. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so we just uh, all the people, uh, all the people listening to the podcast today, uh, or listening on Facebook Live will get the privilege to have listened to you sing the national anthem at the Bengals game. What what game was that? Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, 2016, man. Uh, I want to say December 4th, December 6th, somewhere like that. The only bad thing about this video is your back is to the video, is in the video. All I see is your back while I'm watching you guys sing this. Believe me, that's my better side. <laughs> hey, you know who else is back you see in that video? Who's that? I hate to I hate to break everybody's hearts right off the bat, but Tyler Eifert's he's standing there oh. watching watching Andre. Yeah. So Dang. so Andre, so uh, you've been this is your second time on with us. Uh, we appreciate we appreciate you coming in as always. Now your uh, baby brother is as you like to call him, Bobby, was on yes, the sir. week after you were on uh, after week one or going into week one of the football season this year, and he predicted that Tyler Eifert would get hurt before Vontez Burfick made it back. <laughs> On the May- show, I went back and listened to it. Maybe he's our new Bengals insider. <laughs> hey, no Andre, doubt. you got to worry, man. <laughs> man, you got Nostradamus already. I uh, know. He's the, he's the Nostradamus of the – he's the Nostradamus for the nose. There you go. There you go. Excellent. Excellent. Ah, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, man. Well, let's get into it. So, your Bengals, they're looking pretty daggone good to start off this year. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I think – if I remember correctly, uh, we kind of did a game by game. What do you think they're going to be at this point in the season? I think through the first four games, I want to say I had them at two and two because I figured they would beat Indianapolis. Um, I think Baltimore is trash. Um, so I had those two wins and I'm pretty sure I said loss, loss at Carolina at Atlanta. So the fact that they're sitting at three and one is, a bit of a pleasant surprise. I think, um, you know, after winning the first two, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You get a little bit of a dose of reality in, in game three, um, but then a, a really uh, nice bounce back in uh, in Atlanta. So um, pleasant, pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. This just this is par for the course for me. Uh, I thought this was exactly what was going to happen. I wasn't sure if it was Carolina or Atlanta they were going to lose to, but I had that as one of my five losses. I still say That's, eleven and five is looking good still now, isn't it? You guys were all laughing uh, at me before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm still, I'm, I'm still fairly, laughing at you. I'm fairly confident I was somewhere waffling between nine and seven and ten and six. You had it. You were at nine and seven, is what you finally went when you went, at least with us. Now yeah. you know I know how you media members are. You guys are always going back and forth <laughs> with where you where you're really at. No, no, no. I had a, I had a couple of swing games in there, so man, I think like I still think. Um, 
you know, that Denver game, especially looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, that's probably more like a win where I thought, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's a win at this point. And then uh, the second game versus Pittsburgh of like, what are they playing for? If they're not playing for anything, eh, who knows? So um, now it might know, be still, Pittsburgh not playing for anything. And man, whew, <laughs> no kidding. So I, I've yeah, never seen know, a team I'm, implode that bad in a long time. So I don't know if it's the if it's the jaded beat down Bengals fan in me or what, but it's kind of like the the Steelers and the Patriots are teams that for whatever reason, you know, we count them out. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why they're the Patriots or that's uh-huh. why they're the Steelers, right? right. Um, you know, it did not shock me at all that they came out and beat Tampa Bay. Um, you know, fifth magic turned into fifth tragic. And, uh, you know. That was bound to happen turned, eventually. Yeah, right, exactly. And um, it's always a battle between them and Baltimore. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. I, Le'Veon Bell's coming back here in, in week seven. It's looking like week seven, um, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, we'll we'll see if if he pulls a James Harrison, comes back in week seven and slightly tweaks a hamstring that has him sitting <laughs> out for the next ten weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, but they're, they're always a dangerous team no matter what, especially when it comes to the Bengals, if nothing else, just psychologically. Absolutely. Um, sure. And again, I – I don't see Baltimore as much of an issue, at least for the Bengals. And then uh, I'm definitely looking forward to a couple of games versus a, a revamped Cleveland team. I, I'm really looking forward to those, but I'm the game I'm I'm looking forward to most directly is this Miami game because Miami three and one hasn't re- the teams they've beaten haven't been much of anything, and then they got stomped by the yeah. Patriots. So uh, uh, this this could be. I mean, they go four and one. To start this year, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, I think, they're a top five team in the NFL at that point. In time. And I, I genuinely believe, believe that I, I believe I picked the Bengals to win this game. I, I just don't, I don't see much from Miami. Um, you know, I think the the buildup that was the game versus the Patriots. Um, you know, the Patriots were kind of licking their wounds a little bit, and you know they don't have any wide receivers. They don't have this. They don't have that. And then Tom Brady went and stomped the mud all of them. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The real boss of that division. Yeah, right, exactly, right? <laughs> um, I don't know that they will see much different in Cincinnati, you know. I hope so. Um, offensively, I think the Bengals are a, a top three to five team. Um, and with the with the return of Vontez Perfect, I, yes, I know he's only one player, but with that being said, he is basically the quarterback of your defense, right? Right. So, you know, it's yeah, from a defensive perspective, it's the equivalent of Andy Dalton coming back, um, you know, after watching whoever the backup quarterback is going to be for four games. All right, now we get our starter back. Now we get the quarterback of our defense back. I'm not saying that things magically become, you know, top five defense, but, um, you know, if you can shift a guy here and move a guy there and make a play here, make a play there, um, you know, I think I think there's nothing but improvement for the defense to come. So so with that, you just brought up two two guys, Eifert being hurt and Burfitt coming back. With those yeah. with those two huge impacts on this team, what is the bigger impact? Is is Burfitt coming back a bigger impact for this team since their defense really has not been 
where we thought the defense was going to be the strong side, it's the offensive line that's the, that's been one of the stronger sides. Andy Dalton's been sacked ninth least of any quarterback in, in the NFL. So the offenses look good. Eifert's yeah. out. Is, is Eifert being out a bigger hurt to this team than Burfitt coming back? So if I had to pick between the two of them, um, I'd probably say Burford coming back is a bigger impact to the team overall than Eifert going out. Only from the standpoint of the Bengals have been prepared for Eifert going out for the last four years. It's yeah, it's horrifically unfortunate. Um, but you know, you you drafted guys like Croft, you you drafted guys like Uzama, um, you drafted Mason Shrek who played really well this preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Bengals prepare for that. They kept four tight ends on the roster. There knowing was a that dude, he's glass. And I, it's, I love him. And he's, he's a, he's an amazing talent, but again, we've been preparing for him not to play for the last four years. So with the other weapons that the Bengals have, you know, with the emergence of Tyler Boyd, um, you know, John Ross being what he is and hopefully only continuing to be better. Um, Joe Mixon playing a larger role this year than what he had to play last year. Uh, I do believe that, you know, the loss of Tyler Eifert is not nearly as significant as the boost that that defense will get from Vontez Burford coming back. I'm going to tell like you, like I said earlier, I, I think he's a, he's a, he's a quarterback of that defense. He's the heart and soul of that defense. Yeah, Gino's the, probably the best player, but Vontez Burford is the energy that makes that defense. The go. middle of the field against the Bengals, I feel like for the first four games has been wide open absolutely i feel teams have tore them up just going down the field five six seven eight yards down the field and just going straight so he's going to be huge there because he can he's going to be able to either step up or step back you see him play so well in pass coverage all the time uh coming out on running backs and things it's i think i agree with you i I think it's going to be vontes perfect as the bigger the bigger impact yeah definitely that's that's where my that's where my money is again that I can, I can say that um, I feel more sorry for Tyler Eifert, the person, than, than I feel for my Bengals team in losing him. Yeah. And, you know, so if A.J. Green went down, yes, I feel bad for A.J., but ultimately I'd be like, man, that is a crushing blow to my Bengals, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel bad for Tyler Eifert, and I think the Bengals will be okay. I, that, it's got to yeah. be a tough thing to to have to deal with this year in and year out. Feel like you're back, grow a mullet out, think that you're you know <laughs> you're 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 the hottest looking thing since sliced yeah, bread. You're Samson, baby, right? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> with us, yeah. uh, with us is is Andre Edwards. If you're just joining us, Andre Edwards, writer on LockedOnBangles.com. You got anything new coming out, Andre? Yeah, so I think I'm uh, here later this week, uh, Friday, Saturday, dropping a first quarter report card on looking at the uh, different elements of the team, kind of like position by position, not necessarily player by player, but position by position, uh, giving a, a grade to the different uh, positions on the team uh, through the first four games, you know, against, nice. a game is four quarters, seasons, four quarters, where we are after the first quarter of the season. I like it. And speaking of grades, you know, the big question mark going into the season was the offensive line. We talked about that. Um, if you're giving them a grade, I, I don't mean – I don't want to spoil your uh, – <laughs> spoil your, your, your uh, column coming out, but uh, what would you give the, the offensive line? 
So if if I'm being honest, I'd probably say they get a solid C, right? C, C plus, somewhere in there. From the standpoint of you look at the two tackles, Bobby Hart is not good. Um, for those who are into like pro football focus grades and things of that nature, I want to say he's like the 63rd ranked tackle in all of football. Yikes. Cordy Glenn hasn't been great. I think he's like the 60th rated tackle in all of football. Um, I mean, heck, there's only 32 teams, so there's 64 tackles. That's not good. Yeah. Right? And still, Andy Dalton's not getting sacked that much, though. So I think the, the biggest piece of that is the center is not Russell Bodine. <laughs> that, and even even with even with uh, the rookie getting hurt. and Yeah, even with Price going out and, and Hopkins taking snaps at center for yeah. the first time in his entire life, he is better than a dude who played it. Two things that you can't have, right? If, if you're a quarterback, you don't want pressure from the outside, but you really don't want pressure up the middle, right? So if if I know that my right side is a little bit weak, I can anticipate that and sidestep. If I know my left side is a little bit weak, I can anticipate that and sidestep. If the pressure is coming right in my face, there's not a lot I can do about that. And I can't adjust properly when that happens. And so I think the play of Price and the play of Hopkins has truly helped Andy settle a bit and and actually keep his eyes downfield where I think last year he was he was seeing some ghosts and he was tucking and running long before he ever uh long before he ever needed to. Yeah. I mean you and could so, see every yeah, single no, play absolutely. Last year. absolutely. And so I think he's got some confidence in those dudes up front, um in and immediately in front of him in order to help him do that. Again, they're not great. You know, and I and I think I said that before. Um if this can be an average offensive line with the weapons that the Bengals have, they'll be great, man. They, they, they truly will. If the, if the offensive line, however you want to rank them, but if they can come somewhere in that, you know, 15 to 18, uh, as far as ranking up offensive lines in the league, Andy Dalton's quick release, Andy Dalton's ability to read the defense and the weapons that he have, will make this a top offense. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and staying in that in that line of thinking, that, so no matter how good or bad the offensive line is, Andy Dalton is the most criticized player on this team. Without question. How I do you, love Andy How Dalton. do you – it seems like – I love him. Yeah, it seems like – well, sure, you I've love him always now. Been, I know. <laughs> I said last kidding. time we were on, even with Andre, when we were on with him, I said mm-hmm. I've always been an Andy Dalton apologist. I love Andy Dalton. You're right. Um, but but the rest of the city has not been. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so true. But, so true. But, Andre, and you, you kind of already alluded to it. Um, I, I think you, you, you see his play so far pretty favorably. But how would you – how would you give – whether it's a grade or just kind of, you know, saying how you think he's done – Given given the offensive line he has and the the weapons he has and everything, I think Andy Dalton's looked amazing this year. He's got time. Um, He's got time. It, he he is truly one of those quarterbacks that if you give him enough weapons and give him a little bit of time, he will pick you apart. You know, I, he knows what he's doing. 
He knows how to read defenses. He knows how to find the open man. And most of the time, he knows how to get them the ball and, and has the ability to get them the ball. Um, not super strong armed or anything like that at all, but he's timely. Uh, he's patient. And again, when he's comfortable in that pocket, he delivers a nice ball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, he gets beat up a lot in this town. I actually, <laughs> I actually have a friend of mine who vehemently blames Andy Dalton for the, the Tyler Eifert injury because if you oh. go back and look at the tape, Andre, uh, AJ's open on the outside oh, and John Ross shit. is open on the outside. On. I was like, my man can't Come catch on. a break. Like you just, you truth. just won a game, thirty-seven <laughs> to thirty-six, that you pulled out of nowhere on a last-second touchdown. The type of game that of happens to the Bengals, exactly right. It happens like to the Bengals. One of the prettiest throws that I've seen yes. him make in his entire career, and the first thing out of this guy's mouth is. Yeah, but he got Tyler Eifert hurt. Wow. Like, okay, man. What, whatever. Wow. That's what you got to deal with. I feel bad for Andy. I feel bad for Andy Dalton. That's what he's got to deal with. That is real pessimism. There. Listen, the the overthrows no aren't the overthrows aren't there this year. You know nope. when he the when out he's of bounds throws out of bounds throws for the last two years that have been terrible. I'm this. I'm telling you, if we can just have John Ross either get an IV consistently all game long or what what eat bananas what what is it that keeps you from getting yeah. from getting cramps yeah. or tight or whatever pickle juice maybe i feel like that dude is always pulls up with a limp or he pulled something or a twitch yeah. i just want him i just want him to walk around with a jugs machine like he needs to have a yeah. jugs machine <laughs> yes. at home yes. and just catch the football man that's all you do all the time is catch the football i was watching i was watching uh, i don't know if you ever watched the hbo uh what is that uh, that they put on the browns were just on it this year oh the hard knocks hard knocks hard knocks yeah uh somebody for cleveland he dropped like four balls during practice, and they made him catch a hundred balls from the jugs machine before he yeah. could, before he was allowed yeah. to go to the shower. That's absolutely right. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a, that's exactly what he needs. Exactly what he needs. <laughs> All right. So so is Andy Dalton what you've been most impressed with, or is there something? Is there some other part of this team that you've been most impressed with in the first four games? Um. Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably say I've I've been most either him and or the offensive line because I truly I truly thought that if that offensive line was as bad as it was last year this season is a complete and total moot point there's no there's no reason for me to watch football on Sundays as far as being a Bengals fan is concerned if that offensive line is trash right Mm -hmm. and it's been a it's been a pleasant surprise and I mean while you know, when we were in school, nobody really wanted to see. And you're kind of like, oh, man, if you got to see, most of the time it was like, oh, man, I thought I got an F. So, okay, cool. I got I to see. All right, cool, cool, cool. 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 That'll work, yeah. that'll work, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, trust me, I lived my whole uh, life like that. No doubt. <laughs> from from uh, and third so, grade on. <laughs> and, and so thinking from a Bengals perspective of going in, like, um, I know I'm not getting an A. I'm likely not getting a B. The highest grade I'm really, really feeling is a C, but I could, uh, man, it could be an F pretty easily. Mm-hmm. To come out with a strong C, C, C plus, plus, like C I plus. feel really yeah. good about that, yeah. man. I really do. And I think that's that's where they need to be. So between the offensive line and then, again, just the the accuracy of, of Dalton, the way he has distributed the ball to, you know, multiple receivers. I mean, you look at the drive uh, at the end of the game last week, uh, I mean, heck, Alex Erickson got a couple of targets. Uh, yeah, Uzama got a target or two. Um, 
you know, Tyler Boyd got like six targets. AJ Green got a couple of targets. I mean, he was going to to multiple weapons across the board uh, in, in order to make that in order to make that happen. And, and it was when quick. he's comfortable, when he's comfortable, he's deadly. Yeah. Is there anything you've been disappointed in so far that you think, hey, they have to fix this if they're going to continue to win games, especially against good teams like Atlanta? William Jackson the third. Mm-hmm. He has not been good at all. I completely yeah, I agree with you. Like to to thinking we had or from thinking we had like the next Revis Island, right? Or the next Josh Norman last year and seeing him and you know, oh he locked up Antonio Brown. Oh, he locked up to, um uh, my man uh, T. Y. Hilton. Oh he you know, he's that next coming of we have our very own shut down, locked down cornerback probably for the first time since what, Jonathan Joseph? Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and, and being really truly excited about that. And then to watch him, and I don't know if it's scheme or if it's him or what, but I've watched him give up two quick slant touchdowns where he's playing, you know, eight yards into the end zone on, you know, first or second and goal from the two. Like, what are you doing? Like this is that's the most yeah. simple that's that's the simple most simple read for a quarterback you could ever absolutely imagine. right. I mean, he like, looks over, gives a wink, calls hike, and throws it. <laughs> absolutely, every time. Like I, I wouldn't do anything different any time that I saw that happen. Yeah. Um, and and I've seen him very specifically give up give up two of those, and I'm I don't I don't understand where that swagger and that confidence and that ability went. Uh, and and it may be you know hey it's a new scheme. He's not as comfortable in this game because he did have what amounts to two years in uh, the previous game. Now he he sat out, but right. he was still taking mental reps and and being there and learning the playbook and things. And so I don't know if it's if it's uh, Terrell Austin coming in and having a different concept of how his cornerback should play, um, or and, and you know him trying to understand and learn the terminology and and do things that way, but. Um, he is he is probably for me been the biggest overall disappointment because I was I was really truly looking forward to all right cool we don't have to worry about X Y Z you know whether it's Julio Jones or whether it's you know uh, Antonio Brown or T Y Hilton or whoever okay that person is basically erased who else do they have that we need to contend with um, you know knowing that every cornerback is going to give up a, a pass or two or sure. a touchdown that, that's going to happen but in general he's got that guy great we can focus on the rest of this and I don't feel that way right now yeah who's got the who's got the best second receiver that we got to play because that's who we got to worry about yeah exactly right. exactly and I, and I think you know his his inability to this point to repeat what he did last year has been a bit concerning. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully it is just a new system. I mean, that's that's that, and you know, getting to learn exactly where he is supposed to be. Who knows what's really going on in there? But I don't. Know. Yeah, I'm with you. So, so, so I do got one one question for you here because this to me is probably the most important thing to this whole season. Uh, here in about a month and a half, you you got the legs ready? You ready to go? Yeah. You got you've been you've been you've been thrown a little bit. You've, no, re- oh, you've retired from the turkey bowl about <laughs> what, like for the last four or five years. years. Yeah, it's been four or five years since you retired and you keep coming back making me look bad. So so what do we uh what what, what do we what do we got to expect this year? Have you, 
You dropped weight, you put weight on. What are you doing these days? I mean, I just want to say, you know, I think I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, no. been, I'm not. I've been doing up. some 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 off season training, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, I basically I just, I just went back to the, uh, I went back to the drawing board, fellas. You know, and I just I had to reinvent myself. You know, I hear you. And um, I like I'm I'm glad to hear that because yeah, yeah. And so it's it's just like when you're dedicated to a craft and, and you love it <laughs> yeah. and you're in it, man, you just, you just got to pour yourself in. When so, you're the best yeah. of the best, you know, you, you can play as long as you want to. I feel like you're like Tom Brady with wheels, <laughs> like Tom Brady with wheels. That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah. I like that. Y'all about the same age, aren't you? You ain't lying. Oh, wait. Yeah, lying. that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> Oh man, the oldest guy out there and the best guy out there there's still no, every year. No doubt, there's no doubt. I, I've been, I've been, I've been warming his shoulder up. I think I might be able to throw the ball at least 12 yards down the field this year. I, I, I just basically walk around with eternal heating pads on mine, so it's all <laughs> that's gonna go. be fun. It is gonna be fun. Uh, you got anything else for Mister for Mister Edwards over there, bro? Uh, r- really quickly, so the so the next four games: Dolphins at home, Steelers at home, Chiefs in Kansas City. Yikes! And mm-hmm. Buck and Bucks at home. How do they do over the next four? I really, 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 really want to say three and one. Like I really do. Go ahead, brother. You'd be um, riding my ship. Three and one. Man, oh, so I I am essentially talking of the Dolphins game as a win now. Would it shock me if the Bengals lost? Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. It would absolutely shock me if they lost that game. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, So I don't believe that there's any reason that they should. Anything on any given Sunday, absolutely. But I don't think they should lose that game, right? Um, Pittsburgh, man, Pittsburgh is a mess, and their defense is terrible. Like, it's the one thing that the Bengals have shown, at least this year, is that they eat defenses alive. And so, you even know, if it we'll, is just for one half. Yeah, even if it, hey, but if you could put up 28 points in a exactly. half, exactly. Know, who cares, yeah. right? A, um, and so, this may be their best opportunity, especially pre Bell coming back, right? Um, and you don't know what Pittsburgh is going to do versus Atlanta this week. I mean, it's not like, it's not like Pittsburgh has a cakewalk this week. So, um, you know, they're while they're playing in Pittsburgh, it should be pretty decent weather, which should bode well for Atlanta's offense. Right. Um, and so I'm that's the game that probably is the split between two and two or three and one. They can pull off that game and I do believe they have a legit shot to beat Pittsburgh and again, probably the best shot that they've had in quite some time. Um, maybe since twenty fifteen. Um then we go three and one because I don't think I don't think you're beating Kansas City in Kansas City. That's uh, tough. That's gonna be tough. I mean, they, tough, gotta, but, yeah. they have a freaking ambidextrous quarterback. You see that kid <laughs> throw passes with his left hand. I mean, like that's Two insane, of right? Two of like it's good ridiculous. lord, man. Um, and so I mean, I, I genuinely don't believe that you win that game. Yeah. Um, and then what did you say the the fourth game was? Fourth game was Bucks at home. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's should a, it, they should win that game, and and I like I I really like Jameis Winston. I was a huge fan of him coming out of high, coming out of college. Uh, but he just he's maybe it's maybe it's his line, maybe it's maybe it's the weapons he has. He's got weapons, but I yeah. he's, he has not impressed me at all. That defense that they have has not been very good. Uh, nope, and uh, it's so, a home game. 
I, I would and feel it's a home game. Exactly. I would feel more leery about it if we were going to Tampa, but here in Cincinnati, yeah. And and by then, you know, that's a that's a month of perfect under exactly. under his belt. Yep. You know, doing the things that that he does. The running game doesn't scare me at all. Mike Evans is a beast, but other than that, like I, I don't know. Like again, I think if if we're talking, let's go toe to toe. You know, offense versus offense. I think the Bengals win, and I think again, if if Perfect is in the shape by then that I think he'll be, um, I take our defense over there. So let's go make it happen. So um, I will. I'll go out on a on a bold limb and say we'll go three and one over the next four. There you go. So that puts you at six and two. And you had him at nine and five. Woo. I was eleven and five. I'm, and think, I'm thinking about my my what I had him at and you had him at nine and seven. So you you think the second half they are going to lose five games? They're going to go three so, and five. So we'll look. We'll, let's go back though because I I that's true. I that's said true. Two, you, I said two and two. You said two over two. the first four. So it right? gives you one more. So you got him at you got him at right. fifty at at four uh, four and four. Then second half. At least as of right now, and then, <laughs> and and um, I probably had them. I'm not probably. I likely had them losing uh, to both Pittsburgh twice. So yeah, well, they uh, got they got the Saints. They got the Ravens in Baltimore. Who the Ravens have looked good. I mean, besides mm-hmm. losing to the Bengals, they've looked good. The Browns, Ravens are trash. I hate the Ravens. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, in um, San Diego is going to be tough. And then you yeah. got you got you end it at the Browns and at, at at Pittsburgh. Who knows where Pittsburgh's at at that time? If Le'Veon Bell's still playing, they could be right. good. Who, who, that's a that's a crapshoot. I still say eleven yeah. and five, my boys. I, eleven and five. I like it. I like it, man. I like it. If, based upon the fact that I was I was off by one uh, in the in the first four, uh, I'll go. I still feel pretty good at ten and six. There you go. All right, there you go. That sounds good. Hey, Andre. Cool, in in a month and a half, let's see. So so let's see. You you, you what, what do you think? Uh, you wanna you wanna come on the halfway point? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do Excellent. it. All right, that sounds good, bro. So uh, mm, let's see. Well, that's gonna be like right around Halloween time. I like Perfect. it. That sounds All good right. to me. All right, and then we got one more. So we got one more show to to get ready for the Turkey Bowl. Yes, sir. All right, I'm bringing the flags again this year. We ain't tackling. <laughs> nah, absolutely, absolutely not. I'm wearing a and I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a red jersey when I get there too, so everybody knows you cannot touch me. I'm definitely like Tom Brady in that aspect. Yes, I don't sir. like to be hit, man. <laughs> yes, sir. That's exactly right, Andre. Family, I, I we really appreciate you coming on here. Real quick, let everybody know what you got going on. So uh, I am writing still for uh, Lockdown Bengals, so LockdownBengals.com. Feel free to feel free to check that out. You should, should see a new article from me uh, Friday or Saturday. And then, you know, you can always uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, Andre Edwards 6 On the tweet box, Andre Edwards 6 He's a great yes, follow. He, crack, he, he cracks me up. Good time. All right, Andre, brother, we really appreciate it. Go to bed. Yes, sir. I'll let you boys soon. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate right. it. Thanks. See you, Andre. Talk to you. See you. All right. I love that guy. He's the best. He isn't is he? he is the best. That as Tina Turner once said, he's simply the best. He's simply the best. Thank and you. he can sing. My gosh, the man's got We're gonna pipes. get him to sing one of these days. We might have one we're day gonna we're gonna get him on like a on a staycation when he's when he's at home, have yeah. him drive over here. It's a little ways for him to get here. We'll get him in the studio. Maybe we can get him to 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 throw a couple bars out that yeah. way. Yeah.
I'd love that. Andre, if you end up listening to this after we've already hung up and you get on SoundCloud or Apple Podcast or Facebook Live, Facebook Live later, any of those, YouTube, listen to this, and you want to come in next time, feel free. Maybe we can get you to sing a little bit. Warm the pipes up. Warm them up, brother. Warm the pipes up just like your shoulder. <laughs> Best quarterback out of all us terrible football players on Thanksgiving, <laughs> that's for sure. All right, so – that's the Bengals talk. Uh, once again, Andre Edwards, LockedOnBengals.com, at Andre Edwards 06 on the tweet box. Adam, where can we catch you on the tweet box? At Adam Schmidt 44 I'm at Sick With It. I don't tweet much out, but feel free to follow us. Check us out. Hey, hey, Andre, welcome, welcome to Facebook Live. We see you over there now. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like I was saying, catch us on Facebook, uh, listen to us, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcast, subscribe. The shirts, this is not a joke. I've been joking about this forever. My Because I never really did order the shirts, just if you guys didn't figure that out. Oh, really? Yeah. The oh, shirts were actually never ordered. I had no idea. My wife officially finished the logo. It is done. Oh, okay. So we actually will have shirts here in the next couple of weeks. Subscribe. Get you a free shirt. Comment on it. Comment on us, and uh, we'll get you guys going. All right, so let's get into – go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of earning a shirt or possibly a Nosebleed Sports Podcast gift pack, the Beat the Streak season is over. Beat the Streak is over. So the winner uh, of the Beat the Streak – um, nobody got the 20 games, mm-hmm. so nobody got the prize box, which was something out of the man cave. That's not going to happen. However – the 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 winner of the group, the nosebleeds group, uh, ended up being Mr. Mike Jenkins with a season high of 12, 12 uh, hits. Congratulations, Mike Jenkins. T-shirt, I thought, t-shirt I thought, coming your way, bro. I thought I was going to get him in that last week. I had an eight game, and I felt really good. I set my, my guys up for like the next three or four days, and I forget who it was now, but eight, eight is where it stopped. And then I and then I got back on. I, I ended with another four gamer, so I had 12, 12 total in like a week, but yeah, not all together. So Andre, Andre, you're the first one to get a T-shirt. Uh, Bobby Edwards, right here, our first in-house guest, second to get a T-shirt, and then everybody that subscribed. <laughs> Dylan Myers, I got one coming your way. Your, your poor dad. wife has like ten thousand T-shirts to order because. Uh, to, it, to who make. cares? We're ready to go now. It's the the logo's done. It's official now. I can stop messing around, and next week I'll have the T-shirt on so everybody can see it. All right, cool. There you go. All right, so the big deal. What's going on right now? The Major League Baseball playoffs, oh. brother. So excited. Oh, I love so I excited. love playoffs. I, I hate one game playoff. We'll get into that in a second because right now, as we speak, there is a huge game going on uh, between the Yankees and the Athletics, and I am sporting the A's hat today because I can't stand the Yankees, <laughs> and my A's are getting beat 6 nothing in the bottom of the seventh. Ouch. That's okay. I'm all right with that. We got plenty of time. They decided to start um, Liam uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, whatever his name is, the 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 reliever. Uh, they has decided to start the oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Liam Hendricks and he uh, gave up a a walk to McCutcheon and a home run. Darren Judge started the game off 2-0. I turned it off and said I'm gonna get ready for the podcast. <laughs> Good call on your part. Stupid one game series. 
absolutely ridiculous. You know what I hate more than a one-game series? Let me tell you this. Okay. What I hate more than a one-game wild card playoff is a play one-game playoff to get to a one-game playoff to get to a series. That's I don't care how good the game is. I don't care what happens in the game. That's not what baseball was made for. One-game playoffs is not what baseball was made for. You should be – I understand – that in a playoff series, you could get to fifth game or seventh game or what have you, and it becomes a one-game playoff. But you have a whole series. That's what baseball is. It's a series. You All year, you have a series to get ready. So, And if you don't win by the end of the series, then you lose that game seven. Now that's on you. But one game after 162, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. There should be a tiebreaker such as head-to-head, the Cubs – well, whatever the Cubs were against the Brewers head to head, they were like eleven and three, or or I don't know, eight and three. I can't remember what it was. They beat them head to head. They should have had the. To me, they should have had the division, and the Brewers should have had to play in the one game. Should be three game wild card. Should be series. So you you are on a team. I'm on a team. You're on a team. I'm on the A's. And you no, right say now, you're no. say you're on the Brewers, okay? All right, I'm on the Brewers. You're on the Brewers with with a few weeks left. You're like three or four games back. You go on a, a, a terrific run to end the season, and you end up tied with the Chicago Cubs for the best record in the National League and the same record, which ties you for the uh, for being in first place for your division for your division and you have beat them 11 you 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 guys have played 19 times over the year and you are 11 and 8 against them you win the head-to-head you got the division sorry about your luck you play it's 19 times 19 times we played against each other and that head-to-head doesn't count for anything we got to play one more game 163rd game because of that Kristen Yelich almost had a chance to win a triple crown he got to play an extra game than everybody so okay so (laughs) so you play a 162 game series no 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 okay okay so four game series is throughout the year well but if you if, if your logic is okay a one game series is no good but if you play a seven game series and it becomes a one game series because it's tied three three then okay, you've played enough games to decide it then. But a 162-game series, seven games is enough to where you have a one-game playoff. It, but you're playing against – the, the playoffs is you versus one other team. Mm-hmm. You're not playing 162 games against one team. But but it's based on record, right? You win your division based on your record. You don't win your division based on your record. So, like, if, if the Brewers ended up winning one less game than the Cubs, but they beat them head-to-head – Say they beat them eighteen to eighteen to one in a nineteen game All, series. What the only time that I care about that is in a tiebreaker situation. That's the only time I care about head to head. The only time I care about so, what you did head to head is if there is a tiebreaker situation. I don't care if you came in fourth in the division, but you beat the number one team, whatever fifteen to one or fifteen to one against them. That don't matter to me. I don't care about that. You weren't good enough to have a better record than them overall. If I have the exact same record and the season is over, you play 162 games. God bless. We got to play another one. Are you flipping kidding me? We're tied. Yes. We've played 162 games. We have the exact same record. Start going down the record. Stop going down the line. All right. So head to head. 
go off of that. Then it become if it's tied head to head, then it goes to divisional record. Who's got the best division record? Then you go from there, you start breaking them down. Okay, so here's my thing for that. So you're talking about games meaning a lot where in in the beginning of May when your fifth starter or or you've got a, a, a guy that you had to bring up from AAA um, because, you know, somebody got hurt or whatever, and you're playing a game against – you're playing a game against – you're on the Brewers, you're playing a game against the Cubs in the beginning of May, and that is – and that could be a game yeah. that – one hundred percent. Every so, single divisional game is a huge game. So throughout you that would rather have series. a game like that decide the decide after one hundred sixty two decide the tiebreaker that sends you either either to win the division or to go home, even though you won the same amount of games overall as that team. You would rather have that than have a one game playoff where your absolute you you put your best pitchers against each other. Your best pitchers against each other, where and your best lineup out there, because that's another thing. It's it on a Sunday in May, you might you might have two of your bench guys playing just to give your guys uh, other guys a rest, and that's what you would rather have. That seems so anticlimactic. You to me have to... 162 games. Mm-hmm. You have 162 games. If you ended up tied, that then tough luck. But, Sorry about your luck. Yes, every single game during those 162 have to mean something. And if you decide that you don't want to start Joey Votto for a game because you think he needs a day to rest his left toe or whatever, and you end up losing that game to the to the Cubs, and then you end up in a tie with the Cubs, well, you probably maybe you should have played Joey Votto. Maybe you know something should. It is what it is. Every single game throughout the season, I think, is is an important game. I, I I think it is. Uh, I know but most in people don't. Games. In 162 games, if you end up even, that's your fault. You should have won one more game. Well, each team should have won one more game. Exactly. Right? You're right. So, so now then, we, let's break it down. Let's so, go. All right. Head to head. Come on down. So you would rather break it down like that than have a a game where you have the best possible your best possible team on the field. Everybody is so much more focused for every single pitch, every single at bat. You would the, the the games that these those games are the ones that end up like they did last night that wild card game that are two to one in thirteen innings. That's where you get the teams with their buttholes so tight they couldn't swing. They they were swinging at garbage all night. Those guys, I would rather I would rather it <laughs> that's come not down. good baseball. That was bad baseball. That's why that, that game ended up that way. I mean, it was fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love a game like that. That game was fun. I and actually, that is exactly what I see when I think of the – I was so excited to get not just one but two game 163s and two wildcard games because that's what I see. When, so you just want game sevens. Why don't we all just – why don't we just play – Of course, I why would don't love we, game why, sevens. Why don't we just play four game, 40 games in the year and just play every – you know, instead of playing series against everybody, just play everybody once. I, and make it like a make totally it like an fine. NFL game. Make it like an NFL season, and then at the end of the year, everything's one and out. If your season is based on playing a team for four games, four games, three games, a sets a series, 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 and then the playoffs is set up as a series, 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 World Series. But you're telling me that to, the the to make or break my life, my life, the break or make or break my season. I have to only play one game against that team now. That's that's 
absolutely ridiculous. I, uh, not not to ridiculous. me. That, it, that makes the most sense to me because the, exactly what I was talking about. You're talking about deciding deciding your make or break your season, your career in some cases by games in April, May, June, July that you have you don't have your best team on the field. You have guys getting days off. You have guys, you have pitchers that are not legitimate major league pitchers that are well, pitching in uh, games so who's because fun? because because there are too many games quite honestly that's why that happens because there are too many games right. but well then 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 to then your then to yours to what you say I say play 50 games make them all one game make them all it's not a series then you're just literally playing one game against a team and then flying somewhere else and then at the end of the year then one games are fine but that's not the way that's not baseball call me the old Hat baseball dog. I don't care. It, I don't think that's an old school way to say. It. I think that's a. I think that's more of a new school. Like I. I think a, a traditional baseball fan would think, I want this game. Okay, they played all these games. I want this one game. Okay, so they tied a game seven. Yes, yes. I want game seven. That's, I love that's game what, seven because we had six games to go head to head against each other to figure out each other's fate. Now I've played all these games and I got to play you once. I only get to play you that's once. That's exactly what that's game seven is. That's you're what, right. That's it what is, the wild card to, game is. You have to earn is, is a game, game seven. seven. You have to earn a game seven. They, you don't just get they thrown did for into 162 it. 162 games. They earned game seven for 162 games. No, it's, it's that's based, not earning it's, it. That, you're it not it's earning based it. Based on then. your record, you're not earning it. Then you're actually. I feel like you're 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 not earning it for 162. But you are for six. I feel like it's a punishment. To only have to play one game. So to, so for you now, for me now, to become, to get to be the wild card, I get to, I have to play one game. So my, because I, yes, I played 162 games, worked my ass off, and I'm going to make the playoffs. And my, my, what I get in return for that is a one game playoff to yes. try to get to playoffs? That's what you, no, that's, that is the playoffs. That's the start of the playoffs. You that's earned, not playoffs. You, that's a you had a you game. had a great you had a great season and earned your way into a wild card spot. That's what that's what you did. And now you get a chance to to play in a, in the division series if you win that game. And that game means so much more. That game, the wild card game, that means more than game 1 of the World Series. 6 to 2. Oakland that, just scored two runs. Great. <laughs> so I want you to <laughs> I want to make sure you hear this point so, because yeah. I think you're going to be so upset about it. <laughs> 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 All right, go. The wild card game and the game 163. Game 163. Each, each one I of hate those... game 163 more than I hate the wild card. Okay, I'll well, say they're, that. They're I'll the same. That. They're the same game to me. So anyway, so because well, game 163, honestly, that's the start of the playoffs. And actually, it really truly was because the loser of both of those games was just still, got the wild card yeah, spot. They so, got a punishment. But it's not a punishment. That they, was the they, punishment. But you they, lost. That's even better. But that that's even only my this. Point that's more. only this year because it worked out that way. That's fine. It's only but, this year. But you're for for winning that stupid 163rd game. You got punished, or for losing it, you got punished. But you got so so if you, you got just punished if you just go by because you have to play a one. If game you just playoff. go by head to head record, you if you just go by head to head record, you get punished for. You get punished by not making the playoffs at all because of games in May and June where where you had uh, Brandon Dixon playing first base instead of Joey Votto, or you had 
Robert Stevenson come up and, and pitch because that's what you have a bench for. I mean, that could happen in this one game playoff. You might come in this one game playoff and Joey Votto gets hurt and before he even walks out on the field, you're going to have to play a Brandon Dixon or somebody like well, that. It is what it is. That that's part of the season. But 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 they don't play those guys because of because they have to in those situations. They play those guys because. They need to give guys days off, and because they're they don't little need na- to because, give anybody a day off. Well, some guys need it. Not everybody does. I would love to see everybody play 162. That'd be awesome. Hardly anybody does. 162 games playing almost every single day through the summer. That would be, and it's baseball. You're not running around like basketball or even football. You're not taking this. In. But all the travel and all the 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 getting up and working out, being at the being at the at the ballpark three or four hours before the game. Working out, getting ready, playing, that really taxes people a lot more than I think a lot of people will realize. I agree. I know you know that, but uh, it obviously taxed, taxed the Rockies, uh, I mean, horribly. I mean, they played three games in three time zones, and, yeah, I mean, you saw what happened to right. them. Right, and that's the they other thing, great. too, is if you if you want to make the wild card ser- a, a three-game series and you have the Yankees and A's, you have to go to – you have to play in New York – you have to take a day off in between to travel all the way to Oakland. You have to take at least one, another day off to travel all the way back to New York. Okay, you you are you're killing those guys. I mean, they already played 162 or 157 or however many. I bet if you ask, do. I bet if you ask the guys, and I bet if you ask Major League Baseball players, what would you rather do? Fly from coast to coast for a three game wild card series, or have it just be one game? What would you rather do? I. I can almost guarantee you they would say, I want a three-game playoff. Some might. Some might, but I don't think everybody I would. I put it at 99.8%. Oh, I couldn't be more different than you on that. I don't think I've so I've never all. heard an interview with anybody who has ever – any Major League Baseball player that's ever said they like the one-game play, the one-game wild card. I've playoff. never heard anybody say they I've heard a ton have, of people say they can't stand uh, the one-game wild card. We, do, <laughs> okay. we might not have seen the same interviews then, but – um, whatever, what, whatever that is. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I, because mo- almost every single time the, the one game, one sixty threes and the, the one game wild cards are so such good games because you're setting up your best possible scenario to win. It, it's almost always a really well-pitched game. There are clutch hits at the end of games and stuff like we saw last night with the with the Rockies and the uh, yeah. Dodgers. Um, Quite a few clutch hits. That's uh, uh you know, I, I don't know. For me, it's it's really really exciting baseball. That that because it's it's like the NCAA tournament. That's why we love the NCAA tournament. But the NCAA that's but that's how they play their season. Want you play a team one time. You it, play a team one time. You play a team one time. So yes, when you got that, that's what the playoffs are for them. They're one game series in baseball. That's not what baseball is. It's a it's a ton of little series. So when you get to the playoffs and you're playing multiple series in the playoffs. A one-game wild card is ridiculous. We're never going to agree on this. It's only it, you only play those series throughout the season because it's always been set up that way. That it's not necessarily it's not like the way baseball has to be played. Baseball is just the that game is the of way baseball. baseball has to be played. Yeah, I I hundred percent disagree with that. But yes, it is the way it is played. So 
I, I, I get what you're saying there, but just because it's always been that way doesn't mean it has to be or doesn't mean it's the right way or that the playoffs have to be exactly the same way. A baseball game is a baseball game. If you're theoretically playing every single game to win, especially when you get to the end of the, the, end of the season and you've played all those games and now games that didn't, didn't even matter really. I mean, every game does matter, but – Every game does matter. And every game does matter. Tell, tell that but, and you tell but, that to but the Cubs. Some, but some matter less than others. The and Cu- every single player will tell you if that. If the Cubs would that. have won one more game than they lost this year, mm-hmm. one more game where they sat somebody or brought somebody in or whatever, some Sunday after a day-night doubleheader or whatever garbage, they would not have had to play two stupid one-game playoffs. They would have been sitting hanging out, waiting for all this malarkey to be done with, been like the Brewers and get two, three days off. There's, there were, they were the best team in the National League, at least for the entire second half of the season. If they're, if they're that good, why can't you win? You have to be able to win then. You have to be able to win a one-game se- No, that, no. They're, anybody they're can set win up, one game. They should be set up better than anybody else so to if win I got, that if one If I game got series. Chris Sale and the rest of my pitching is terrible mm-hmm. – but and you are whatever you are, and I we got to we and I've got you by 15 games, and we got to play a one game wild card. But Chris Sale isn't pitching that day, and whatever it is, or you got Chris, however you want to say it, because Chris Sale's not because Chris Sale pitches against a team who's got 106 wins, but ends up in the wild card because they lost to a division winner who had 109 wins, and I got 94 wins with 13 wins less than you. But I got Chris Sale starting that day. You're telling me, oh, well, you should just win. No. That was game seven. You had to That's, pitch Chris Sale. That was, you, that was game seven. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is though, it, it, that is the better team. You're still the better team. I, that's the 107 win team is still the better team. They shouldn't have to be punished and play a one game series and end up having to pitch against Chris Sale. That's not fair to them. Yeah, it is. You no, have to, you they have were to be the better to, team. They but they were the better team for for the entire regular season. And then you got a chance. You got a chance got a ch- to beat them. You got a chance to beat them, and you didn't do it. We're just. This is going to go on forever. We're that was the talk, best. We are going to easily talk in the circles. easily the best debate we've ever I'm, had on. I'm, I still can't. I don't. I don't know how I can. As as frustrated out there, agrees, as Joe Leonard agrees as you with are. me. I know Joe <laughs> agrees with me. My and it looks like Mary Roop says that she thinks that the playoffs will go on until November. That sounds awesome. Great, play them in November. Look how great. Look how great it was in in two thousand. Uh, was it two thousand one? Two thousand one. Yeah. When when Mister November was was invented. That's only because they. <laughs> it's only because they had to extend the season because they had to take time off. Which, by the way, was one of the uh, the New York situation in 2001. Those two baseball teams were fun. Anyway, um, all right. So the best part uh, about that season, too, was the Diamondbacks beating the Yankees in the World yeah, Series. Yeah, especially, yeah, with a, <laughs> a dink hit. Not even a – wouldn't have been a hit. If I'm the sure you have a problem in. with that. Because no, I don't have a problem with that because that's baseball. For 162 games. Oh, you, get shut, a d- you know what, old hat. <laughs> Young, no, young blood, whatever you oh, are, man. go, go home. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. What else were we going to talk about today? I got to get off of this. You know, <laughs> did did you did you pick uh, three games, three NFL games? Did you make the three NFL? Picks? I did not, but let's okay. do it. We don't can have to. I, right no, now. you go. We no, I'm up. It. No, I'm up. Let's go. I can do it real quick. Okay. Who's well, yours? Well, well, okay. So la- so week three. So we didn't do it last week because we weren't here last week. Correct. Week three. I was one and two. I picked Miami to beat uh, Oakland. Miami was a three-point favorite. 
they won by eight. So I got that one. I picked Tampa Bay. Um, they were a one point favorite over. Mm, nope. They yeah. They were a one point underdog to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat them. Lost that one. I had the Jets beating the Browns. The Browns were a three point favorite. The Browns won. Uh, so one and two there. So I'm four and five after week three slash four. Um, this this week, I've got Tennessee at Buffalo. Uh, Tennessee, a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking Tennessee there. Uh, Green Bay at Detroit. Green Bay's a one-point favorite. I'm taking Green Bay. L.A. Chargers versus Oakland Raiders. Chargers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and I am taking them on the road as a four-and-a-half-point favorite to win that. So I've got Tennessee, Green Bay, Los Angeles Chargers. What did I do? What did I do in, in Last week three? Week, uh, week three, you had you had Tampa Bay, New England, and Kansas City, and they – Oh, so say so. What was, the, what was the Tampa Bay spread? I don't think I wrote your spreads down. Sorry. Uh, hold on. That's all right because I got them right. All right, so week three, uh, I took – uh, I took Tampa Bay plus one. Uh, let's see your boys. That was uh, that was uh, I think that was a W for for Mister Sickwitted on that one because uh, they lost. That was the week they lost to Pittsburgh. So no. All oh, right, right, right. So got an L on that one. New England minus six and a half. Uh, nope, because New England lost and Kansas City. Uh, let's see. I won that game. So I got I was one and two. So we were both one and two. That's pretty oh. terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and we're still tied. We're okay. Yep. We're so still we're tied. Both, we're both four and five. All right. Here. So write these down because this is going to be what I'm taking this week. You ready? I'm yep. putting you in charge of this. I'm ready. I'm taking Green Bay minus one. Okay. I am taking Atlanta plus three against Pittsburgh. Okay. And I am going to take uh, that. That Pittsburgh game might come back to bite me in the butt. Uh, but I'm going to take Tennessee minus three and a half in Buffalo. I like this Tennessee team. Okay. So we have we have two of the same. So I I had Tennessee and Green Bay as well. So we've got we've got two of the same. So we'll we'll we will end up doing probably almost the same, if not exactly the probably. same. Probably. It is what it is. So this could really come down to something a lot of fun. So come out and uh, put a comment out there if you have got a good bet for us to do on this. At this point in time, we are currently, uh, we are currently uh, even. So. There you go. All right. Um, now, here's something I did not look into that we got to get into because we're coming into the very end of the year. Uh, the ugliest man in Major League Baseball contest uh, is is coming up. We are we were in the Final Four. Uh, we did the Don Mossy Rob Malicote, I believe, is what we is what we put out there. Yes. And uh, in that, um, Don Mossy won. Correct. Did you see? Yes, he did. Yeah, he ran away with it. He ran away with it. That was the last one we did. So then this week, we are going to be putting up um, the number two, Willie McGee, mm-hmm. versus number six, Ron Robinson. That's correct. This should be a good one. I think this is. I think. Uh, I think you're going to see a whole lot of Ron Robinson because we're from Cincinnati, and there's going to be a lot of Cincinnati people voting. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to call him the ugliest, even though Willie McGee by far is uglier, and it's going to be a one-two matchup. 
And I'm excited for Don Mossy versus Willie McGee because those are two of the ugliest human beings I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I got a shout out uh, earlier today, yesterday, uh, from uh, a buddy of mine, Paul O'Neill. Big forehead, pretty ugly guy. You got a shout out from Paul O'Neill? No, no. A buddy of mine said that Paul O'Neill was an ugly guy. <laughs> is he? I, I, I don't uh, know. I, I think he is. I, I think he's a little ugly. Yeah. I mean, he's got good hair, but I'm undecided on him. I guess. Yeah, he's got a nice jawline too. Is you that, know, I'm yeah. starting to go back around. You know, yeah. I like that nice, strong jawline. Yeah, yeah. He's a handsome boy. Handsome? Eh, I don't know if I'd say handsome. He's got a. Yeah, maybe not handsome. I, I'm pretty sure that his forehead is bigger than my actual face. Was so. It, well, he's got good hair, but he's got a big forehead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's got a big forehead. Picture Paul O'Neill. Yeah, yeah can't picture so. Paul O'Neill. Yeah, no, I can. I just I'm trying to think of those specific features. <laughs> I'm trying to think about Paul O'Neill's forehead. I've never yeah. had to do that before. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hang out with me for a while. You'd be thinking of a lot of things you never had to think about before. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, what else have we got? Well, we're we're uh, we're an hour and five minutes into it you want to get into I, some Cy Young stuff and well, MVP real quick we can if you want it's up to you buddy all right let's do it all right let's do it and uh let's do hang MVP, in there with us MVP Cy Young we'll do it quick Adam has Adam just pulled out the Bible he pulled out the book that he, he's got his he's got his little tassels in the middle of it he's got the <laughs> Bible out and I can just sneaking a peek over and there are stats galore written down you. Good night. That's All only right. the MVP stuff. I didn't get. Oh I didn't get gosh. as far as the Cy Young, but I already. Oh I pretty much already know anyway. Who else? All right. Think. All right. So let's let's do it. Who's uh, the creature is not uglier than Willie McGee. So I, whoever please. said that, I totally agree with you. I, I I really do. You think that Ron Robinson's uglier than Willie McGee? Uh, without question. Oh my gosh. This is uh, this is could be an upset that if this happens. I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I really don't. I think you should write Willie McGee a letter of apology for no, calling him ugly for No, 30, I'm going to call Willie McGee and said there's been a travesty <laughs> on the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. There are people that believe Ron Robinson, the creature, is uglier than you, and he will go and he'll probably laugh and say, I can't believe that. <laughs> I don't know how I'm he I'm telling you, the guy looks – I see him talking kind of lo- like uh, – Does he? Really? No, that's just how I see him talking. Oh. I think uh, the guy looks better now than he did when he was younger. I mean, that's impressive. That doesn't. I don't care. He's aging very During, well. Yes, almost ugly people. Well, Don Mossy didn't age well. <laughs> Don Mossy's just all around ugly. Still is all around ugly, and it is what it is. Uh, seven to two, top of the ninth. Come on, A's, let's go. Oh man, come on, boys. Can't believe they you know the, Yankee, all those the Yankees deserve to be in there. They deserve. They should. They shouldn't have had to play this stupid game. The Yankees should have just been the flipping wild card, or this should be a three-game series, one of the two. Starting a reliever. <laughs> Young blood. That's the new crap. age. New That's age. The... Take your new age and and get on a spaceship or something. Get your hoverboard <laughs> oh, out and like put, your, put your pockets inside out and go back to the future. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Get on a spaceship. Is that the new take a hike? Get on a spaceship. That's what you young kids call it. (laughs) Get on a spaceship? Get on a spaceship. Is that what they're saying now? That's what they're saying now. What do you got? Come on. Start with MVP. What do you got? My American League MVP. So, for for me, it was between J.D. Martinez, Jose Ramirez, and Mike Trout. And then there are three or four other guys that you could probably make a case for. Um, Alex Bregman, Francisco Lindor, Mookie Betts. 
even a couple other guys beyond that. That Chris that, Davis, you know, forty-eight bombs. Yeah, still only hit two forty-seven, um, but still right. Yeah. Um, so, but for me, overall numbers, the the season that he had, beginning to end, JD Martinez is it for me. JD Martinez is mine too. I mean, he's he's second in home runs. He's first in in uh, RBIs and second batting average, only to his own teammate. Mm-hmm. This dude is. He's legit. He's he's top three in all three big categories. Um, on base percentage, he's third. Slugging, he's second. Uh, OPS, he's third. He's he's top three in everything. Yeah. And uh, Mookie Betts is close. Trout is close, but no, no. JD Martinez has it this year. All right, we agree on that. That was an easy one. National League, though, this is a little different. It is. Mm-hmm. So National League, Christian Yelich comes up and. I mean, damn near. Went, I mean, he's two. He was two home runs and a, an RBI, two RBIs away from winning the triple crown. Mm-hmm. But yet, Javi Baez continues to get all the talk. Yeah. Um, the the thing that stood out to me, Javi Baez had an incredible year. And the thing that stood out to me, though, when between the two of so for me, it's between the two of them and Nolan Arenado. Um, and then you can even there are even more guys in the National League, I think, even than the American mm-hmm. League that you can talk about as possible. You know, if the if the season ended, by the way, at the end of August, you'd be talking about a Eugenio Suarez as a possible sure Suarez or or Scooter uh, Jeanette. Jeanette at that in that exactly. case. Um, so, but between these three guys, Yelich, Arenado, Baez, um, I think I take them in that order. I think I, I think. I think Baez is third. And the thing that jumped out at me was his on base was 326. For a guy that seems like he's on base constantly, he really was. Yeah, he wasn't on base that much. Um, And that just stood out to me. I mean, he was he was way up there in a lot of things. Um, He he led the he led the National League. He's like looks like such a little. He looks like my size, and he led the National League in RBIs. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a very exciting player too. Um, he he might be the most exciting player in the National League to watch, but um, Arenado's numbers were were a little bit better than Baez overall, I think. But Christian Yelich, the second half that he had, and especially the last month, he was the big. I mean, they there were three or four guys on that team that Yelich is probably going to win it because of the the last three months of the season. And, and Two he, months of the season, he brought he brought the Brewers back. I mean, there a bunch of guys had good years, but he had he was so hot. And they made that run at the end to to tie the Cubs at the end of the season for the best record in the National League. I mean that that was so impressive as a team. And Yelich was the motor that made that thing go. There's no doubt. And he he was just he you could not get him out for the last month of the season. No. And, I, and I think that he his overall numbers because of that ended up being so that. I think he's the MVP of the National League. I think the Rockies had three guys that that could be in there: Blackman, Story, and Arenado. And I think Story has should have a better chance of winning it than an Arenado. I mean, this guy, uh, uh, Travis Story, thirty-seven home runs. I mean, he batted two ninety-one, uh, which isn't that far off. Uh, RBIs wise, he's right there. He was he was only two RBIs behind Arenado. I mean, the, the, I think he's got just he's he had just as good a season. Um, uh, buys there. I, I at this point in time, because of the way Yelich finished the season, mm-hmm. I I would give it to Christian Yelich right now, and I'd probably and it'd be a really close race, and I'd have Baez and Story two three, and Arenado four. That's how I'd put it. So that's where I'd go. All right, pitching. I, I, yeah, I think I'd have Arenado too. But but anyway, we right. we agree on that. We agree MVPs, yeah, on the MV, on who the MVP would be. Yeah. All right, AL Cy Young winner. Oh man, that uh, 
So I, I'll tell you who I want to give it to mm-hmm. is Blake Snell with Tampa Bay. Sure, just because he's under I, two. I, I, I and wanna, he's got 21 wins, which I hate. I don't even count wins when I'm looking at this. You know what? That's ridiculous. I agree with you. I don't count wins, but when you have 20 or more, I think it's, I think that's a little more significant. I think that's a milestone that you can say, okay, wins matter a little bit more for this guy because he was – and he played for Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay wasn't a bad team, but they weren't – you know, they, they – I think they ended over 500, but um, – Still, for for a, for a guy who not a whole lot of people knew about before the season, yeah, he had an incredible year. One eighty nine ERA, three pitchers um, under one WHIP this year in the American League. That's impressive. That's really impressive. That's, yeah, that's insane. Justin Verlander and Corey Kluber, both of those guys, you are, are definitely in the, in the discussion as well. It's those three, really. I mean, yeah. right? Is it? Isn't it those three? It's Snell, uh, Snell, Verlander, and Kluber. Those are the three guys that that you're looking at. Yeah, for that's that. Am I wrong about that? No, I would say so. I mean, Chris Sale, obviously, but you know, at the end of the year, yeah. he kind of fell a little bit. Garrett Cole too is is in that discussion. I think, um, man, there are just so many guys that you could just kind of make a case for at least. But I give it to I give it to uh, Justin Verlander. Okay. Yep. Two fifty two ERA. He his his WHIP was under point nine zero walks. Uh, walks, hits per inning pitched. That's 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 impressive. That's terrific. And he led the American League by 14. So basically, two more starts worth of strikeouts, probably. Yeah, than anybody um, else. Than anybody else, right? So, so who's yours? Man, I I really want to give it to. It's for me. It's either Verlander or Snell. I'd be t- I'd be so fine if if they gave it to Snell. Now I think Verlander's going to win it. Mm-hmm. If Blake Snell wins it, I'll I'll be happy. I I think either one of those guys you can give it to. Okay, that's I know that's a kind I'm of cop nope. out, but yep. <laughs> it's a it's a complete Adam Schmidt uh, uh, pick. Thank I'm you. surprised you exactly. didn't uh, give them both it and just say duel. I would like to. If I'm they, sure you I, would. I'd give co MVPs all day. All right, so National League Cy Young. Mm-hmm. This to me is a two-man race. You can put, um, uh, what's his name from the Phillies, um, Aaron, uh, Nola. Aaron Nola, in the mix. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's Degrom and Scherzer. There's they're the only two that are in this discussion. I'm with you. I agree on that. And I Scherzer will probably get it just because <laughs> because Degrom doesn't have any wins. But uh, and Scherzer's got him by you know. <laughs> Uh, 20 he's got him by th- almost by 31 strikeouts 31 so strikeouts, yeah. uh, uh, probably Scherzer's gonna win this I love Jacob DeGrom I give it to Scherzer if it's me my vote's Scherzer I so I would buy those numbers yes I would probably give it to Scherzer but I think I'm giving it to Jacob DeGrom there were and I wish I had remembered to because I saw this like oh, over a week ago now but there were some some stats that I saw about Degrom as far as um, quality starts in a row, um, so many so many starts in a row with so many strikeouts, and it was like it's it was all time great. It was like over a hundred years since guys have have done these very specific things. They weren't like just like oh the only guy had, with the under under ten, two ERA in, in yeah, all the baseball. Yeah, he he was he oh, had one of the greatest. One of the greatest years ever for a pitcher 
and he got he was ten and nine. Yeah, it's terrible. His team's horrible. <laughs> he plays for a terrible team. Um, I I love Jay. You give it to Jake Degrom, I'd be the happiest person in the world. But I think Max Scherzer is going to win this. I agree with you. I I think he's going to win. If it's up to me, I think my vote is Jacob Degrom. There you go. I like it. All right. I think we're I think we're done. I well, is because I closed that. No, I think no. That was, no, we actually that was did. It. Yeah, there. All right, good. It. I just want to make sure I didn't forget something. Oh. All right, well, uh, listen up, everybody. First off, huge thank you if you're still listening to this uh, to Andre Edwards. Uh, if you missed him at the beginning, go to uh, you can check us out on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. Um, re-listen to it, I guess, on Facebook Live if you want. You can go to YouTube or Castbox. Listen to him, uh, Andre Edwards at. Andre Edwards, 06, LockedOnBangles.com writer. He's our personal Bengals insider. He's going to catch up with us every four games, hopefully. We at least know that he'll be back after the eighth, after week eight. So uh, thank you so much to him. Yes. Adam Schmidt, you can catch him at? Adam Schmidt 44 on Twitter. That's right. I'm at Sick With It. We're the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Check us out. if you uh, Don't forget to vote on the poll. Uh, Ron Robinson, the creature, versus Willie McGee, ugliest man in Major League Baseball. And uh, what else we got today? There's There's got to be something else I'm missing. Uh, subscribe. If you get on and subscribe, leave a comment saying what your shirt size is. I, no joke. This time <laughs> I we really do have T-shirts. I feel bad because I was lying all this time. But this time it's for real. I, I've got a bunch of people waiting on their shirts. I'm going to pick them up next time. All right. Well, then you got to tell me what their sizes okay. I need to get. Tell me you. the sizes. We'll get I them going. You. All right, we appreciate it, uh, everybody, for listening. Um, For Adam Schmidt, I'm Chris Witt. Don't forget to turn your headlights on. Debonair, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 